Hello, hello, hello. Y'all know what time it is. It's the buyback business of the week. Buyback black business of the week. How dare I forget the black? You know, this is the time we come on and we showcase black businesses and what's going on there. Okay, so this black business is 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 something that I just invested in myself. It's something great. I think it's spectacular. Um, I found a book on Amazon uh, called Black Mental Health matters and y'all know me i was like what this is everything and i literally like was like i have to order it now it has to be mine it has to be my possession um and it's written by aaron snyder and i read an excerpt from it and was just like wow this is profound um he's a therapist in um salido ohio and this man has taken it upon himself to write basically an inside guide to how to deal with mental health from the perspective of a black person and i want to just read the full title to you guys because um it deserves that much um if not more um let me make sure I pulled it up correctly. It is entitled, entitled Black Mental Health Matters, The Ultimate Guide for Mental Health Awareness in the Black Community by Aaron Snyder. Um, I cannot wait to dive more into this book. I'm so excited. He has a website um, in which I've been all on his website. It's thementalhealthmatters.com. Please, guys, support this Black man as he... Um, as he he's selling a guide to help us maneuver through. And now, you know, guys, the more I read this book, the more I'm going to have some more information for you guys. I'm going to work on trying to get him on here. That would be beautiful. But please support this black man, support this black business. Um, I guarantee you it's going to be worth the read. Um, so let's go and start the show. Where my music at? What up, what up, my beautiful people? It's your girl, the Damo, coming with you uh, at the uh, Mind Your Business podcast, where your mind should forever be your business. <laughs> I promise you, I mess it up every time I say it, and I say it different every episode, but how y'all doing? Happy Friday. Um, It is Friday. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but... I, I this this past this week has been um just a week of recovering um because last week really was was a lot and it kind of seeped into this week and I'm like at a place where um I'm trying to find the best healthiest ways to maneuver and to keep upbeat so of course you know I had to come talk to my peeps and Y'all always get me right. So what is up? What is up? What is up? What is up? Um, pray y'all are good. Um, you know, you turn on the news and you see all this craziness still, and you're just like, Lord, why? <laughs> it seems like there's no end in sight with all this craziness and injustice and the pandemic, and it just it's just a lot going on. And you know, the best thing we can do is try to like, you know 
keep ourselves at peace, try to find our Zen, try to um, really be present in the moment and not be so fixated on the turmoil that is going on and, and to find the, the lights in our life and, and the grips of stuff like that. So um, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the opportunity that I um, am alive. I'm grateful for the opportunity that I can come and talk to you guys another week um, and drop some knowledge. And, and I'm grateful for this outlet, honestly. Um, it's like my own form of therapy. Um, been dealing with a lot. I, I can't stress that anymore, but um, that's soon to come. That's soon to come. And, and we'll talk about that. But um, anyway, it's about y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry if I sound a little um, somber. Um, just trying to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fake it until I make it, even though that's not always the healthiest. Um, right now, I'm just trying to be here and be in the moment, like I mentioned before. Um, so uh, it's Friday. We're coming. I have a guest today. Woo! So excited about that. Um, as well as we are a week away. I think it's a week away. It might not be. It might be. We are not that far away from our um, anniversary episode. Yes, last year, September um, 6th, uh, I launched um, Mind Your Business Podcast with a very long first episode. Uh, didn't really know what I was doing. Um Still kind of trying to grasp what I'm doing, but uh, thank God I have uh, made some connections and made some impactful episodes and have made it to a year, did not give up. So I'm grateful about that. Um, and I'm excited because I, uh, because I was dealing with my own stuff, I'm still trying to figure out how I want to do this episode. Um, because the sixth actually falls on the Sunday. So next Friday would be the fourth. So I don't know if I want to do the episode on the fourth or um, after the sixth. I'm still trying to decide. And that's okay because it's my business. <laughs> but I'm just so grateful. So grateful for this outlet. So grateful for y'all. I hope y'all are good. You know, some of y'all at work, aka home, listening through your ears, or, or it might be Saturday for you, it might be Sunday, it might be the next Friday, you know, <laughs> for the late listeners, hey, how you doing, what's up? Um, yeah, so pretty much, uh, I'm excited about today's episode because uh, I've been trying to talk about this topic for a long time, and I really want to find somebody that I feel like could do it justice, and I've been trying to really work on networking lately, and bringing people to the show who I just don't know personally, but I know outside of the realm of me and um, kind of pushing myself to jump more into the mental health world and get to know more people. Because honestly, listen, um, I can say I have not done the best job at that. I have um, really just stayed within the comfort zone of the people I knew and I can grab to really quickly and I can like hit them up last minute. But um, working on professionalism and really wanted to get people who were um, deep inside the, in the mental health world and, um, really, uh, had, a, had, had, have a passion for this. And not only that, uh, might have a business or, or, or has some type of backing, um, that can bring a great insight. And today, yes, started that leap of faith 
And um, I've been moving that way ever since. And and I'm just, I'm so, I'm loving it. I'm loving it so much. Um, So I cannot wait for you guys to hear her voice. I cannot wait for you guys to um, hear what she has to say. Trust me, um, I am going to be fangirling. So (laughs) there's that. I was completely obsessed with her. Not in an unhealthy way. I was just so excited to um, have her on the podcast. And I'm just so excited to talk to her that I just could not stop fangirling. Um, Even when we were off the air, I just like cried and just really had a moment with her. And that's the beauty in it. Um, She's a beautiful soul. So um, I'm grateful for her. And and, and and what she has to share. Now, I want to share with y'all. You know, I'm candid with y'all and I'm real. Now, the sound quality, I might be sounding far away. Because I'm going to be honest with y'all, I was in my car recording it. <laughs> like I said, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But nonetheless, uh, you can hear everything in it. And it's a great conversation. So y'all ready? Y'all ready to get healed and stuff? Y'all ready to talk about some grief and loss? Because I know I am. All right, so let's get into it. <laughs> and we're back. Hello, guys. It's your girl, and I'm here with our special guest today. Um, I'm excited about this one because I have been trying to find somebody to hit this topic uh, for so long. And I just happened to be on Facebook and a lot of Facebook groups, you know, mental health <laughs> groups, and her face came across my face in a post and I was captivated by just her little, the little words that she said. It wasn't, and I say little words not to um, minimize them, but it was just very, something very simple. And it wasn't anything profound. It wasn't anything extra and grand. It was a statement so simple. And it was talking about depression and, and, and losing people and grief. And I automatically was like, I have to get to know her. I have to know her. So I took a leap of faith and I reached out. <laughs> I had to be all professional, y'all. I had to dress up and get in front of the camera and, you know, act like I had some sense. And, uh, you know, by God's uh, beautiful hands and work, she said that she would come on here. So, guys, I'm so honored (laughs) and I'm so excited and I'm not doing her any justice. Of course, I'm going to let her introduce herself, but I present to you guys. How are you? Hello, ma'am. Hi. Hey, I, I thought we could do I'm sometimes. It's it survival. You know? I'm, it. <laughs> I'm making it. How are you? <laughs> yes, I like I like I mentioned to the people. I am super, super ecstatic about having you um, on my little hero podcast. Uh, this is everything to me. Will you mind introducing yourself? To it's people? not a problem. Well, hello, your, everybody. Like, my name is Stacey D. Brown. I am a mental health uh, speaker, educator, uh, as well as a mental wellness strategist and pastor. So I do a lot. <laughs> I do a lot. But um, I'm located <laughs> located here oh. in the Dallas-Fort yes, Worth area. Amen. So a mother <laughs> of three, uh, recently divorced. So uh, we got grief on on all different levels, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but I'm just very happy to be here I to really just share I my story it. and hopefully that, you know, somebody will hear it and be able to utilize it as medicine for their own self. Yeah. 
yet. I, I, I love it. Snap, snap, snap for you. Like, clap, 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 and, you know, the whole streamers and everything. Um, I think one of the things that really drew me to you and wanted to talk to you is that you're – the the shoes that you're walking in, the um the the positions that you're placing yourself in, I see myself there, uh, in years to come. As far as the <laughs> mental health advocate, I've trust me, I've looked you up on one of your websites, <laughs> you're on boards and you are somebody you go speak at like you are profound in the mental health world and man, I I literally started this from a dream that I had and just me sharing, like, you know, trying to break the stigmas of, like, bipolar disorder and just so tired of hearing people make fun of it. And I wanted to educate more people um, on that. And it's turned into more of a passion project now, which I want to turn into more flourishing things. So, like, thank you for being representation. No <laughs> thank you so much for being representation. I had to get that out before we did anything else because – as I looked through your things and I was looking on your website and I, I was just looking at the professionalism and everything, I'm just like, she's representation for someone like me who wants to um, jump further into this world and, and keep educating and keeping an advocate. And also, um, absolutely, who, absolutely. Rode the roller coaster, got a t shirt and everything, prove it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I appreciate that. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, and to see a black woman in these positions. You know, um, doing things and and standing on her two feet. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm stop. I'm stop. But I'm just I'm fangirling right now. I'm just completely fangirling. <laughs> um, but uh, guys, I brought um, our guest today on to talk about grief. Um, and you know, we always we 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 all know what grief is. We all have experienced some type of grief. But I think we don't um, really acknowledge it as something that can really affect our mental because we're so used to it. And what I found out, and even within myself and our black community, brown communities, is that with grief, we don't really go through the process of it. We kind of just push it down. And um, we, we just uh, keep pushing on through life. And, and we don't really, like, deal with what it is that we've lost. And it shows itself or rears its head back um, when we least expect it. Uh, we could be sitting there trying to cook something and the, and the grease pops us and all of a sudden that's a trigger and we go spiraling, spiraling, spiraling mm-hmm. down until we're in the depressive state and we don't know why. So this is the reason why I wanted to bring Miss, uh, Miss Stacy on here because I think it's about time we really start acknowledging what grief really is and, 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 and how to cope with it. So, Miss Stacey, I'm, I'm going to shut my mouth now. <laughs> and I'm going to speak on, on your standpoint of what grief is. So, and, for and, me, and, grief and, and loss go hand in hand. Um, when a lot of people think about grief, mostly they associate it with uh, death. But rarely yeah. do they understand that when we suffer loss, so loss of relationship, mm-hmm. loss of job, loss of normalcy, Um, It takes us through that grieving process as well. Um, For me, my experience with grief um, was enormous. Um, In 2013, I lost my dad um, in June. And then four months later, I lost my sister. 
after that, I, I there was a house fire. So I lost, I lost the ability <laughs> to be in a home, um, lost health, lost position. So there's there's there was a lot of loss wow. in that time period, not just loss of people and dealing with death, but loss of opportunities, loss mm-hmm. of normalcy, loss of um, just really myself. Um, and so when dealing with that, um, you know, most people associate grief, also associate grief yeah. with the, uh, the stages, you know, we talk about denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. But, um, yeah. when we're talking about those cycles, um, they're, they're not necessarily in one particular order. So while I, I go to denial, sometimes I can skip, skip back to mm-hmm. acceptance, but the way grief works even though over time, because it never really goes away. Yeah. The impact in which it has on us just lessens. Um, But really, like you said, um, it could be anything that triggers you. I remember being um, in the Walmart uh, a couple years later. So maybe around 2015, 2016. And I was in the sporting goods aisle and saw the fishing poles. My dad was an avid fisher, loved to fish. One of the last things we were able to do together um, before he really um, succumbed to his battle, his battle with cancer was go on a fishing trip. And when I tell you, when I saw those rocks, I absolutely lost it right there in the middle of Walmart. Um, no warning. And you know, grief is like that. Grief is like that. And if we wow. don't deal um, and really allow those emotions yeah. to process. And, you know, cause black folks, we're good at stuffing. We're good at stuffing emotions. Like I don't have time to deal with this. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to feel what I feel. Yeah. We don't deal with this later and don't understand the mm-hmm. impacts of it because those emotions have to go somewhere. And often in our bodies, they um, really manifest themselves wow. as physical ailments. And we just have to be careful with that. So um, that's really my experience, uh, you know, with grief, you know, and and really learning how to be, um, have emotional integrity and allow myself to realize that it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to allow myself to be a mess. It's okay um, to really um, share and be vulnerable with my struggles um, of, you know, the denial that it even happened, the anger, the bargaining, especially the depression, being open in that um, and allowing for a good support network to come in and to help me um, to really process those feelings, but not to wallow in them. Oh, emotional integrity. Absolutely. Emotional integrity. (laughs) Emotional integrity is the the act of allowing yourself to be transparent and feel what you feel when you feel it. Um, uh, The issue, especially with African American women, because we Mm -hmm. have the stigma of either uh, being angry or being extra, being overly, uh, you know, emotional. So a lot of us, especially in the corporate, in the corporate world. So we try to mute ourselves or edit ourselves. And um, that really comes up when it comes to dealing with uh, grief and loss. 
um, you know, a lot in relationships as well. Um, when we're experiencing loss of relationship, uh, just editing yourself. I'm not going to allow you to see me suffer. I'm not going to allow you to see me that this really affected me. I'm going to put on my superwoman cape. I'm going to stuff these feelings deep down inside and I'm going to look at you and say, that's okay. Cause I don't need you anyways. And I'm going to march on. However, those feelings, like I said, they do not go away. They don't. Um, right. And a lot of times they show up later with what I call emotional interest. So like, have you ever been upset <laughs> at somebody and then, you know, allowed yourself to, you know what, I'm not going to bring it up. I'm just going to leave it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to deal with it. And then a couple weeks later, they do something that seems very insignificant and minute mm-hmm. and you blow up at them. That is an example of what emotional interest yes. is. <laughs> yes. um, you know, yes. it, it has to come out at some point. So wow. yes. rather than let it mm-hmm. sit inside of you and fester, it's mm-hmm. healthier and, and, you know, more prudent for us to deal with those emotions when we're feeling them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, I, I'm, I'm listening in and I, I'm taking it in for myself. I like that. Because, and it's one thing you do brought up before, like when we first initially talked, you said, I mean, it was like, you know, loss of death. And you were like, no, it's also relationships. And it, it's so, it's so often that we, we forget that as too. We forget that losing a relationship can just have just as much of an effect as if somebody were to pass mm-hmm. away. Um, especially when it's a situation you don't know what happened. Or, or you don't, or, or you're a person like me, I'm super curious. So if you try to ghost me, or yes. stop talking to me, I'm going to bug out and be like, okay, so what happened? Did I, did I do something? Or did I not do something? Or are you just stupid? Like, I, I'm going to bug out. Um, but I, I experienced that in the last couple of months. Um, I've lost a couple of um, relationships, friendships, et cetera, et cetera. And I was mm-hmm. trying to... Mm, put on this front like I was okay, you know, like I was all right, like, uh, oh, they going to need me before I need them, you know, common saying things, <laughs> and not to say that it's not true, but anyway, it was the fact that even when I saw their face, if I saw their face on social media, um, if I saw something that they might have given me, if I saw something like a certain color that reminded me of them, it automatically mm-hmm. took me back into that place of, um, sadness and like what was it that I did or what was it that caused this to happen and what I'm learning is side note from grief what I'm learning is when it comes to things like that is sometimes oh yeah just leave you because I have a problem I hold on to stuff too long I hold on stuff way too long and um I always pray to God God you know you know be there God and and show me which (laughs) and then when things drop off I'm like hold on God wait a second hold on I know I said what I said, but why is this person? And and it hits me later, like, Dominique, um, that is what you ask. (laughs) That is what you ask. I'm removing things Mm -hmm. from you that are supposed to be a lesson, and you're trying to make a lifetime. And I guess when it, I haven't lost for real. Like, I've I've lost, I've lost a sibling. Um, I've lost a sibling very, very early on in life, and it affected me for so long. Um, just because it, it, my parents affected them so hard, and since I was older, it, 
kind of like lash back at me from them. Um, but my grief has come mm-hmm. from losing people as far as relationships. That's kind of where I've mm-hmm. really struggled with um with with, with yeah. leaving it because I, I like you said I buried stuff. That's how I was taught. That's what um I grew up knowing. We don't talk about stuff outside of this house. Um, you mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to be vocal as much as I am now. You know, it was that children should be seen and not heard um, type of situation. Get out of adult business. So when you're losing things and you don't have nobody to talk to, you grow up still holding on to those things. And, 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 <laughs> and once I got out the house, man, oh, I let it out on everybody. <laughs> like Everybody got a taste of it, um, which then gave me and then made yeah. me play into the stereotype of being such an angry young lady because I had so much stuff built up for years um, and, and didn't know what to do with it. Um, and, 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 and I love how I, I love that emotional integrity. I love that. I, I, I really, that's the part that's sticking with me the most because mm-hmm. like, why is it that we cannot allow ourselves to feel? Why is it that we, um, feel so mm-hmm. much that we have to be these strong stone pillar people and a lot yeah and we can't be human you and a lot of saying? it goes back to what it you said as far as the experiences that we had as a child. Um, there is a scale that we use in mental health. It's called ACEs or Adverse Childhood Experiences. And essentially it talks about the traumatic experiences that we had um, and the number of them um, and how it relates to how we deal with those same types of trauma as an adult, uh, especially if they're not dealt with. You said something very important, you know, as your upbringing as a child, you were seen and not heard. So therefore, you weren't allowed the opportunity to really feel your feelings. So when you got older, like you said, everybody felt it again, that emotional, you know, interest. Um, But, you know, also talking about uh, piggybacking off of what you said about the losses that you had with your friendships. Um, you know, and not necessarily experiencing losses as in death aside from your sibling. I think sometimes those losses that we have that aren't associated with death are harder because the person is, is still here. So, you know, having to deal with them, especially if they're in same similar social circles or, you know, like on social media, um, it's, it's, that constant re-triggering if you're not dealing with it that um, takes you through that whole grieving cycle again. But what I like to teach, um, you know, the folks that I work with, especially my clients, is that you are responsible for cultivating your own closure. So whether you hear or understand why a person cut you off, whether you understand why a person broke up with you or unfriended you or, uh, you know, did you wrong or not? You are res- responsible for ensuring that you're able to move on for that. Um, because there's a lot of people walking around that never heard the words, I'm sorry, that never heard the words, I'm wrong. And these people have been dead and gone. But I have mm-hmm. to realize that even if I never hear those words, I've mm-hmm. created where I am okay. I'm no longer going to create 
bitterness within myself. I'm not going to hold grudges. I'm just going to reinstate boundaries. That's what I'm going to do. So this person does not get to have the same access in my life that they did once before. And that's okay. Just like we also have to understand that we may not have the same access in their life that we once did before. And we have to be okay with that. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, sometimes it does anger us. However, we have to really understand that forgiveness is essential in getting through this grieving process, not just forgiving them, but forgiving ourselves and then learning, you know what, this is my new normal. This capacity in which this person is in right now, it may not be permanent. It may be, but whatever it is, I'm dealing with it right now. And as for me, I am not going to allow one person or a group of people, whatever the case may be, to have the control over my life on whether I move on or not by hearing, you know, a couple of words. So whether you say I'm sorry or I'm not, whether you acknowledge that you wronged me or not, whether I know why you broke up with me or not, I'm not giving you that control on how or when I'm going to move on with my life. I'm going to control that. I'm going to create my own closure and I'm going to move on. Yeah, I, I, oh gosh, yes, I couldn't have said, I mean, you could have said it way better, I couldn't have said it any better, because like, seriously, and that, and that's what I'm learning in these years, and, and I've been telling people, I'm learning myself, is that, you know, we, that we just, we, we put so much more responsibility on that person to heal us, or that situation to heal us, and to make us feel better, and, and to give that apology, when we could be mm-hmm. easily, moving forward on it on our own like we just become we stop our whole life we stop everything that we're doing and become so fixated on that person needs to apologize to me that person needs to make it right with me that person needs to do this and that person is flourishing in their life they're continuing on they're not skipping a beat they're not thinking about you and you stop everything Mm -hmm. you have become just just a statue waiting Mm -hmm. And, and 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 then you get mad at them for not doing it. It's like Absolutely. you're the one who needs it. They don't need it. You know what I'm saying? Like they you you need that validation, that that type of validation for yourself so you can move on instead of just moving on on your own. Like and and and, and that's where I I teeter back and forth. Like you said, I go through the denial, then I go to the acceptance, mm-hmm. and then I might go to the anger, then I go to the I I go back every once in a while. Um, and kind of deal with it, but you know, overall, overall, um, I'm lo- I'm loving that. I really am. I'm I'm loving the process of seeing myself through the mm-hmm. uh, through this lens and becoming more like aware of of the of these things. And 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 I and I think I'm pushing for that. And I'm I'm mentioning that because I know so many people who are actually grieving all types of things. And where I see, um, yeah. what kind of concerns me is that it then becomes a crutch in life. Um, have you have you ever experienced oh, it, or yeah. have anybody um, ever you oh, ever yeah. seen that in somebody before? Where it becomes um, I, I, I see it often. I see it often. Um, sometimes people base their identity mm-hmm. on their struggle, so they feel like if somehow it's resolved, who am I? 
Yeah. What will I have to identify from? You know, uh, what, what, yeah. Who am I? What am I doing? You know, that type of thing. So it, it, it really becomes, uh, you know, their, the essence of who they are. Um, so if I, I'm like this because of what happened to me, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and also understanding that, especially with grief, no part, no two people right. go through the same grief cycle, even with the same loss. So looking at how I process my grief with my father Mm -hmm. and my sister passing and looking at how some of my siblings processed it two completely different, you know, ways. Um, I initially was very much very superwoman. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have time to deal with this. I got to take care of y'all. I got to take care of my own family, my, Mm -hmm. my own kids. Um, I'm doing work. I'm doing all these extracurricular problem uh, things. I don't have time to deal with it right now. But like I said, even if you don't deal with it at, a, at the time, you'll deal with it later. Mm-hmm. And for a while, um, after, because I ultimately I ended up, you know, with everything that that occurred after um, experiencing these losses um, because I didn't deal with it. I ended up having a, a mental breakdown. Um, to the point where I had to be hospitalized and for a while um, when I initially got my diagnosis as bipolar Mm -hmm. that was hard for me Um, and I really limited myself and what I could do and what my life would look like because I was identifying myself diagnosis first person second you know, but through treatment, through counseling, through therapy, yeah. through all of that, I learned instead of saying, uh, I'm bipolar, I'm Stacy, and I happen to have bipolar disorder. You see the difference there. I don't leave with my struggle. And the same right. thing with grief. Often mm-hmm. people lead with their loss rather than seeing the opportunities that they have to uh you know really learn and 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 uh you know take that loss take that pain mm-hmm. take that that whatever you have gleaned from that experience that grieving experience and use it to propel you forward rather than anchor you in that current state And I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you you stated that piece, uh, Miss Stacy. I, I promise you, because it it's it, it, it's it's so it's it's nothing but the worst when mm-hmm. you start to identify yourself or what your issue is rather than who you are. Um, I got diagnosed bipolar disorder uh, two back in 2013. Had a mental breakdown. Everything hit me. Um, just life hit me in general. Just years of just struggle. Years of everything hit me. And for the longest, um, to explain my outburst or to explain my behavior, and I've never honestly come to grips with this or addressed it, so, I mean, I'm glad I'm doing it now, but for the longest, uh, for like two years Mm -hmm. after that, I blamed everything on that. I made sure that it was the first thing, well, Dom, you had an outburst, well, you know I'm bipolar, and I'm not on medicine, so... That's why, you know, it became like, um, mm-hmm. it became my, uh, my protective cloak to say, you know, uh, uh, that way I don't really have to deal with, uh, the stuff that I'm still was holding on to. It was, it was a mask thing. Okay. The doctor said this. Okay. That's an excuse for me to, 
to uh to, to do this and do that and do that. Now I can mm-hmm. just say that before anybody can try to judge me. It's like, oh, no, 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 I'm this. Um, now going through the process of self-discovery and really dealing with a lot of my things and, and putting my past behind me and, and, and identifying myself as Dominique first, it's so hard to not go back because people, if they know mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, the first thing they try to do is bring that up and, and push it in your face. Uh, I just had somebody recently tell me, um, because I got mm-hmm. in an argument with somebody, which is not really an argument, I had a disagreement, and I just didn't react. They said that I should probably uh, I should probably look into getting back mm-hmm. on medication. And it took me back because it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're talking about the other person here who insinu- who who started everything and who who the issue lies with. I was just an innocent party trying to de- de-escalate the situation. And because I have a situation, now I'm the one Absolutely. that, you know what I'm saying? It was, it's so easy for them to put it back on you. And then, then it's so easy for you to kind of fall back. I had to remind myself, no, no, no. You've been Absolutely. fine for a year. You're going to continue to be fine. And, like, it, it, and I look at that as being, like, grief as well, like, Somebody can say something to you and be like, well, it's because of this. And it's like, it's so easy to fall back and be like, oh, yeah, you're right. That did happen. That's why I'm. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. You have elevated yeah. past that. Don't go back to it just because somebody wants to stick that sticker on you. No, 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 no. Keep walking and being who you are. Because your past is your past. What's happened before is what's happened before. It's not, um, it's a part of you. It made you who you are, but it's not. Um, it's not what you stand on. It's not um, who you are today. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I know some people who do that. And it's and it's. I guess it's it. Mm-hmm. How would you, as an outside outsider, or if you had somebody like that, how would you kind of just like? And I I don't want to say try to help them because it is their own process. But how would you be able to articulate that to them that they're getting lost in their in their okay. grief or they're becoming um, well, one of the things that I, you know, uh, tell folks, um, especially with dealing with, with the grief, uh, and sometimes being diagnosed is grief. Um, so when I let the, when we're talking about yeah. diagnosis and, you know, how life is going to look, I let them know, um, your diagnosis or your grief is an explanation, but it's never an excuse for your behavior. It may uh, give a lens as to why you reacted that way or said what you said, but it does not absolve you from responsibility in dealing with the repercussions from those behaviors. So when you let them know that we understand that you're going through this particular situation, and let's be honest, everybody has stuff. Everybody in the world has something that they're going through. Everybody has stuff. Yes. So just because your stuff is different stuff. than somebody else's stuff doesn't mean you have a golden ticket to act, say, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You do not. Um, and as far as backsliding and really right. uh, going through recovery and really walking in wellness um, and then having somebody remind you of where you were. Um, it's just being bo- uh, being bold and being uh, confident in your wellness journey. 
and letting them know, okay, you know what? I, I understand that I may have reacted that way at that period of time, but I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm, I'm not there now. I'm not. So, um, I understand. And it's really difficult because in America, especially with the African-American community, once there is a diagnosis or once there is an identifier of an emotional trauma, we tend to make that the stigma. And that is how that person is going to react once and for all, you know? So this, this is that. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know she's crazy, right? And uh, you, you know she, yeah, you, 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 you know she do this. You know right. she does that. You know he does this. You know he does that. And there's not an opportunity to recreate in their mind. However, there has to be an understanding that sometimes it's not people necessarily mm-hmm. wanting to do it on purpose. They may not understand what the transformation looks like. But then on the other hand, there are some people that want to lock you in that box, that want to react that way because it makes them feel better about maybe some other issues that they're dealing with in themselves. So by you not dealing with your emotional, your your grief, you're giving them permission by modeling to act the way they act. But when you evolve, you now raise the bar. You now take them to yeah. another level of accountability, maybe not spoken, but nonverbal. Uh, and you act as a, a right. unofficial uh, mentor, yeah. <laughs> you know, as an unofficial role model. Like I am doing better. And for some people, right. yeah. they don't want that level of accountability in yeah. their lives. They're not ready for that. So then they lash out and try to get you back to that state right. so that way they can be more comfortable. Not They don't care necessarily uh, about you in that state. <laughs> They're more concerned about how your behavior mm-hmm. makes them feel. Right. Right. No, absolutely. I, and 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 that and that's the thing. It's it's all about you know, and it's all about moving forward mm-hmm. and becoming a different person at every level. You become a different person, and and if people see an opportunity to keep you in that box of who oh, you yes. to be, oh, by all means, they're yes. gonna do it because people are people. You know, they're they're gonna people are gonna people. <laughs> you can't stop people for people, but um, I mean, you can't stop people from peopling. There we go. But um, it 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 it. it it's so, mm-hmm. and, and I guess that's where that's the path that I'm on right now, and, and that's the path that I try to. Uh, that's the message I keep trying to push at the end of every episode. Every episode that we have is that is that Absolutely. you don't have to be what it used to be. Like it's a journey. Any yeah. any progress, you know, is a step moving forward. Any any um, enlightenment is a step to being better whole well you said whole wellness and and that is the key like we think that you know just because I worked out for a week um I wrote a couple I, I did a journal prompt for two days I changed my diet for 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 like a, like a week <laughs> exactly. or so um everything's supposed to just happen instantly yes. oh no it's a process because when you're on this 
mental journey, you're on this wellness journey, you're trying to transform your entire life, your lifestyle, your mind, something that you've had for so long. I've been alive for 28 years. I've been dealing with just, I can, I can tell you the first moment that I had my first emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. And so that means I've been dealing with stuff for like 25 years strong. I'm trying to change a mindset yes. that's been established over 25 years. That's not going to change in a week. That's not going to change in a year. That's going to be a journey to transform that mindset. Not only that mindset, but transform that lifestyle. Unlearn mm-hmm. a lot of the traumatic things that I was taught out of survival and, and, and learn to actually enjoy life. Because I told somebody before, me living in survival mode, me staying in my traumatic state, me staying in my past experiences, yes. I'm not experiencing life. I'm literally walking through life as a zombie, going to action, but I'm not actually experiencing and taking grasp of this beautiful life that I've been given and all the things and my purpose in life to get. I'm, I'm dimming my light because I'm so fixated. Absolutely. Absolutely. That happened. And, you know, you bring up so many good points about, you know, unlearning unhealthy coping mechanisms, um, unlearning unhealthy strategies, unlearning, you know, yes. behaviors. It, it, it doesn't, it, it's not an overnight experience. It takes years. It takes work. It takes consistency. It takes resiliency. And it takes giving yourself grace because it's not when you fall. It's not if you fall off. It's when. It's when <laughs> and knowing, yeah, it's when it's when yeah. and, and granting yourself when. grace and knowing, you know what? I may have not done the best of my ability today, but tomorrow's a new day. I have new grace. I have new mercies. I have new opportunities to make yeah. myself better, make it better, you know, and, and, and that's really what, what the journey is. So, you know, and identifying those negative coping mechanisms um, for some people from some of my clients that I've seen, um, they get very uh, combative. So their response is just automatically start an argument. Um, and it's really to, it's their armor. Because if you're arguing with me, you're not looking at how broken I am inside and that that you really hit a nerve. So if I put off this gruff exterior, um, it's it's diverting the attention from how you hurt me or how you re-triggered me. So really teaching folks that you don't have every response, every action doesn't require response. So when somebody says something to you, you have the option of walking away. Mm-hmm. You have the option of not expending that emotional energy mm. with that person, especially if it's a non-value added argument. <laughs> like right. I tell folks, sometimes social media, get on there right. and I'm like, baby, preserve your peace. You're getting on here arguing with people that you do not know that don't really care about you and here they are they've moved on with their day and you're still mad Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you invested energy Mm -hmm. emotional energy in an argument that was not fruitful that was not value added and so that's part of Mm -hmm. at at all 
at all. So it's learning to identify those things in yourself and learning how to change those behaviors. And it's not, you know, just one drastic move. There's a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talks about the theory of you change uh, habits and you make extreme progress by making little changes at a time. Um, and just a 1% improvement per day will yield astronomical results. And it really does. Just thinking about, you know, yourself getting better 1% per day. By the end of the year, you are 365% better. And, and it, it, just by making an incremental improvement. Right. So instead of arguing on the internet, you know what? Let me go ahead and disengage. Let me log off and let me go and journal. Or let me go and draw. Let me go and talk to somebody who I know does have my best interest. Right. You know, instead of le- allowing these people who want to keep me in the past, who want to identify me by a person who I no longer am, I'm going to set the boundary and I'm going to, you know, cut off communication. And for some people, they may be family members, so it's not necessarily cutting off, but it is Mm -hmm. changing relationship. It is changing how you let this person deal with you. So, for instance, if you know all the family gatherings are at their house, maybe don't go to all of them or maybe set a specific time. You know what? I can only be there 20 minutes. I need to show my Mm -hmm. face just to make sure, you know, and it's not necessarily for them. It may be for the other family members, but that's my boundary. That's all I can give you and maintain mental wellness. That's all I can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing about boundaries is they're for you. um, And Mm -hmm. they do help others know how to dictate their behavior to you. But it's also about you learning how to dictate your behavior to yourself and to others. A lot of people will institute boundaries, but then they themselves won't Mm -hmm. implement behaviors to maintain them. So if I see you, uh, you know, not taking care of yourself, Mm -hmm. you're modeling and giving me an, you know, um, nonverbal commission uh, permission to treat you like you treat you. I teach you how to treat me. By how I treat myself. Right. So when we're going through these grieving processes, we have to ensure that we're doing the work, not just to control our mindset, but to also change our habits, also change how we treat ourselves, also change how we speak to ourselves. Um, when dealing with these situations, like I said, granting ourselves grace, because yes. really and truly, sometimes our internal our internal voice is downright disrespectful. Like, really, I tell folks, if you talk to me the way I talk yes, to myself, ma'am. sometimes I would have punched you in the face. I mean, let's you just know? be clear. Sometimes we are really, really rude to ourselves. We really are. <laughs> and it's learning how to change that dialogue. It's learning mm-hmm. how to really... Um, not go into these all or nothing thinking and these other cognitive distortions that really paint us as a certain way. Instead, you know, when we do make a mistake, instead of saying, I always do that, you know, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to be mindful of this because I do have a tendency to. And it's identifying the behavior that I need to change, not blanket statement 
on what I am. Oh, I'm stupid. Oh, I'm forgetful. No, I need to be more careful when doing right. A, B, and C so that a, uh, you know, C, D, and E don't happen. It's giving tangible changes that you can right. do. Right. It's giving yourself a chance to live and not just walk around and survive. <laughs> man when I tell you you've been all up in my head all in my head <laughs> okay because and, and like I mentioned to you before we got on like art imitates life and everything that you just said everything that you just spilled mm-hmm. out it seems like this past week I've lived that and I've dealt with that you know and it's just it's confirmation and it's and it's affirmation here from somebody else that, hey, at the end of the day, it comes down to you. It comes down to how you, how you allow these things to, Absolutely. to, to, to make you look at yourself or look at your situation or look at the life. It, 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 it comes down to you. These people can say whatever they want. People can Absolutely. do whatever they want. Situations can happen. Life happens every day. But if you don't take that stance to, uh, if you don't take that stance to, to to say this is life but I'm not going to let it get me down and I'm going to continue to press forward and be the best that I can be every day try to be a little mm-hmm. bit more better every day then 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 you've already lost the battle and and, and that's not good in itself so <laughs> I, I, I'm just like Woo, okay okay Lord she's at my front step <laughs> Really what you're doing when you're allowing yourself to, you know, you're, you're advocating for yourself and no one is going to advocate for you better than you. No one is. And so we always have to, you know, to, to understand that if anybody is going to allow me the best opportunity to live my best life possible, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. So I need to step out of my own way. And yes, yes, situations will happen to you. Yes, more than likely, you know, you will go through a mental health episode because 50% of the population, about 49.6, somewhere around there, does at one point in their adult life. So, I mean, it's learning that these things happen, but it doesn't have to stop me from living. Death is one of those things that is inevitable. Some, at least one, it's going to touch you at least once, you know, at least once. I mean, with you, but um, loss is inevitable. You're going to experience these things, these things in your life, but it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a, a, a destinance. It doesn't have to be a means and where you allow this pain to paralyze you. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. Right. Hmm. And that's that's the beauty. That, that, <laughs> snap, snap, like I said, snap, snap, clap, clap. That's the beauty right there. But it doesn't. It doesn't have to. I know when I passed the preacher one time, and I walked out. He he. The sermon was called um, "I Survived the Drop," and that has stuck with me so long. Because every time I get down, every time I'm getting out, mm-hmm. I think, but Dom, you have survived another drop, and you're still here. There's a reason. There's a, there's a purpose behind it. 
Don't you dare sit there and try to wallow it. No, no, you survived this thing. Now let's keep progressing forward, you know. And um, and, and, and you, I, I, I pray that those who are dealing with grief out there, y'all, and, and, and those of you who are, are, are dealing with loss and, and, and even the struggle on this journey, because best believe I come and talk to you guys every week, mm-hmm. but every week it is a struggle for myself. Uh, and it, 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 it's not easy, but I, I really pray and, and I really hope that you guys are able to pick some things out of this and, and, and digest it and, and, and take it in and and really apply it to life because I'm telling you, this is some good sound advice that she's giving us and, and we ain't paid her. You know, we ain't paid her. She's our therapist. She's been our therapist this whole time and we ain't, she ain't getting no copay. You know what I'm So this, this is key. This is beautiful words. And, 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 and Miss Stacy, I, I, golly, when I say you have to touch me, so if you ain't touched nobody else, you touch me. Okay, you, you have touched my heart. You have touched my life, and 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 you know, thank God for you and you taking your experiences and uh and and what you've been through and your diagnosis and all that thing and turning it around um for the better good of of of, of helping someone else like s- such a selfless thing. Thank you. you know what I'm saying? That's so beautiful. That, that is really beautiful and. and I can't say it enough. I'm grateful, and and I think you are. I think you are absolutely phenomenal. And that's not me really knowing you, but from what I see in you and what uh in, in your words, they hold so much power. And and, and I'm because I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, Dom, <laughs> you ain't cried on half of these episodes yet. You ain't gonna cry now. Like you get you, you have a way of seriously, you have a way of, of piercing right through my heart in a good way. And I'm like, oh Lord. Speaking to her right now, it's like a big old hug, Lord. It's like a big old hug. But um, oh, God, thank we, you, thank like, you, thank ooh, you. You and, are, you know, I. I, I... <laughs> I truly blessed. love what I do. And um, you are, you are if there's ever an opportunity to help somebody, um, I, I, I jump at it because I, I, I don't want to leave anybody behind. You know, um, I was fortunate enough to have people that pulled me. So it is my duty. It is my obligation to uh, use yeah. my knowledge, my experience, uh, to help somebody else along the way, you know? Um, and that's what I do every single day, every single day. (laughs) I ain't there yet for one day. That's beautiful. Honestly, that is, that is, that is simply, uh, magnificent. And, um, Wow, candid. I thought I was I was pretty candid of a person, but you, you know, child. I mean, if y'all follow me, you can follow me on uh, (laughs) all of the social media channels at uh, Stacy DB Speaks um, on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, all that. And I am extremely candid, (laughs) extremely candid. Um, I I, I don't believe in censoring myself, especially as you know, a coach. I believe if you don't. Uh, share your L's as well as your wins, you're only giving people half of you. And that's unfair. So you're going to get full transparency. You're going to get full vulnerability. And I will let you know that, you know, I'm walking through this thing as a wounded healer. So there are some things that I'm still healing in myself as I 
you know, journey to heal others. And uh, most times, most of us are like that. And I want to commend you for this, you know, this platform that you have. You are doing the work, sis. (laughs) You are doing the work. I mean, just because it looks different than mine doesn't mean that it's still not touching people. And this is, and I'm very, 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 very honored and, you know, so very proud that you're, you're allowing yourself and your voice to be heard to help somebody else. Thank you. I, I I take that uh wholeheartedly. I, I, I apply it to my heart. I, I, I just thank you. Um like I said, every day, every week, um, it's about to be a year actually in like a, two more weeks or a week or so. Uh it's been it's been a push. But it's 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 something yeah. that I know that it dropped to me in a dream, so it had to be real. It had to be something to walk in and and, and Definitely my honor and my privilege. And thank you so much for asking. Yay to you with your boldness from, you know, shooting your shot. Yes. Yes, Yes, girl. (laughs) Shoot my shot. (laughs) I know what's going to happen, but oh, yes. Oh, yes. Guys, you have to follow her on all social media platforms. I'm telling you, I have done it and it it, it has been a wonderful experience getting to know her through that lens. Like she said, she is very candid. Um, and if y'all thought I was candid, who? Okay, she's there. Okay, she wrote the book. She just rode the ride. She she did it way before, you know, me. So, you know, y'all got to follow her. Wonderful, wonderful uh, of, of woman, as you guys can hear. Uh, yes. Hello, y'all know I'm a PK. PK. Yo, PK that I turned understand. into a preacher. You know. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm a whole PK. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know so about don't that. put that call on my life. Don't put that call on my life. Hey, hey. No, no, no. God, I didn't put that on me. I, I just, I know he said, oh, no, not down. No, we, no, we can't have her up there. But, you know, I got other little callers in the church, you know, amen. But, <laughs> no, great, great, great. She's, 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 a, she's a minister. That means not only is she coming with, with, with life experience as a human, she, she, she's on the spiritual realm, which makes it all the more, like, greater, all the more <laughs> profound to me. I don't know about anybody else, but it's more profound to me. Uh, uh, <laughs> she's a motivational speaker. She's, uh, 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 as y'all can tell, obviously, uh, she, she's a, she's a business woman. Like y'all, 
this is somebody in our community, and this is somebody, and I, and I don't, I don't mean community as in she lives where I live. I mean in our black community, in our mental health community, in our, in our community of of black women who not only needs to be supported but protected. Okay, <laughs> like you. this is a gem we have, a hidden gem we have over there in Staten Texas. And, Thank uh, you, and, and the same for you, sis. The, the same for you. For you, like. Thank you so much. And y'all, we will be back. Yes, sis. Hold up. That was an awesome okay. conversation. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm... Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh. You know what time it is. It's the self-care tip of the week. <laughs> I know y'all love that. Like that was that was a one right there. That was beautiful. Y'all tripping if y'all ain't like that. Like get out my face. Uh, <laughs> but yes, it is a self care tip of the week. It's your girl coming with it. And you know what? I'm really excited about this one because I'm a fatty at heart. So and I cannot. You know, as I'm listening back to all the self care tips, I realize there's not always a self care tip to give, and that's all right. Um, some weeks we don't have to have it, but this week I want to make sure we have one. And this week's self-care tip of the week is one of my favorites. Um, cooking. Yes, yes, yes. Your girl said it. Cooking. Like for me, cooking is so therapeutic. Like, well, a lot of things are therapeutic for me, but cooking is one of the therapeutic things. And I'm not talking about like following recipe cooking. Like sometimes I'll just look in the refrigerator and be like, what I got? Okay, we're going to make this work today and just go from there. And I'm telling you, it's the most exhilarating thing ever because I get to create um, and just let my mind wander and flow. And to see my creation and seeing how beautiful and how good it turns out, because it always turns out good, um, has just really taught me to one, um, allow my creativity to flow, two, to fend for myself, three, that, you know, I can care for myself. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that really goes with that, but like in all seriousness, like cooking um, just gives me a way to really express and really gives me a way to um, let go of just everything. Sometimes I can be super tired coming home from work, but um, I'll push through and just sit there and cook for myself because it leaves me a chance to, to, to let the day run through my head and, and, and self-talk to myself in a healthy way and, um, and, and, and coach myself um, through letting go what has burdened me for the day and all things like that. So I really enjoy it. I think it's a great thing to also engage with other people with. Um, it's a great way to learn people. It's a great way to... Um, well, forget people. It's a great way to learn yourself. Okay, throw on some music, start cooking, get it going. It becomes it, it comes to a point where it starts to become exciting to you. You start to get ready for it. And you try to get um, prepped for it, and you start to like you know just go all out with it. And that's the beauty of it. So I would suggest to you guys, definitely, definitely, definitely. Look into cooking more. And hey, if you're not like me, you don't want to go out on a limb. Because I watch Chopped a lot, so I think, like, I'm a Chopped champion. Uh, trust me, I, I know I'm not, but in my head, I've been on the show several times, and I've won every season and every episode. But, um, like, you know, get a recipe book. You know, it's also a great opportunity if you have a family 
to create a recipe book a recipe book with your family in order to pass down through generations and generations and generations. Like this is a moment to create and I advise you to do. All right. I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> and we've come to the time where it's the end of the show. And as always, I am super duper grateful for you beautiful gems um, tuning in to the podcast. Um, I cannot thank you guys enough for um, your support over this time with almost a year, as I say years, but speaking into existence, but over this past year, um, I want to hear from you guys. I love to hear from you guys, your requests, um, um, just, just, just letters. Um, information that you want to give questions you might have how to be an ally um black businesses whatever have you you can write in at mentalmindbiz at gmail.com once again that's mentalmindbiz at gmail.com um also you can follow us on all social media platforms which is underscore mind yo biz that's mind yo biz b-i-z-z that's on instagram and that is on twitter and that is on facebook um wow guys i i just i'm just overwhelmed and i'm thinking like man in 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 a week (laughs) and in a whole week um it's about to be a whole year um i'm overwhelmed and and um we're coming this is episode 15, so we are coming down to the end of season two. We have five episodes left. Five episodes left. And then, you know, I'll take my um, my break and come back with season three. I want to let you guys know that I'm in the process of doing things a lot differently when it comes to season three. Not only with the podcast, but... Um, branding and 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 the social media sites and 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 other things that I want to attach to this movement and I want to share that with you guys because I feel like you deserve um as a part of who I am um you guys have been rocking with me and been on this journey with me and I would I, of course I'm going to share uh up and comings with you guys the more that I get to know um but I really want to expound upon um, this and not just make it a, a hobby, but make it a, a, a legit movement and in and, and, and something that people grasp to and, and hold on to. So uh, buckle up and get ready, guys, because as we wind down this season, just know that the new season ahead will be much, much greater. And I thank you guys for teaching me so much thus far. So I don't get emotional. I'm about to go, y'all. Y'all enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Whatever day it is, enjoy it. And remember, be kind to yourself and protect your magic. You are magic. You matter. You've always mattered. I see y'all. <laughs>